Now, our next guest on the show is Mark O'Reen. Mark is a writer and author from Kilkee whose work has been published in various newspapers and publications. His fiction has been shortlisted for a Hennessy New Irish Writing Award and his poetry for the Gregory O'Donoghue International Poetry Prize. He holds an MA in writing for NUI Galway and is a part-time creative writing tutor. Mark's latest book, which we chatted to him about before The Last of the Light, is going to feature at the Ennis Book Club Festival, which gets underway tomorrow and runs across the weekend. You can catch Mark tomorrow at Ennis Courthouse, where he'll be appearing alongside Avian Garrahy for the Clare Writers event and uh, Mark is with us now. How are you Mark? I'm not too bad Alan, thanks very much for having me on. No. Uh, ju- just uh, it's Saturday Alan uh, in the courthouse that, that um, event Oh, with, uh, Saturday, sorry, you're right, Saturday, yeah. Saturday in the courthouse, two o'clock, yeah. Yeah, take place on Saturday at Ennis Courthouse. And I'm sure, very much looking forward to it. We've chatted to a number of people who are going to be appearing at the Ennis Book Club Festival. And as ever, a very exciting lineup. And if you're if you're a book, lo- book lover, uh, it's certainly one to uh, make sure you don't miss out on. Absolutely, yeah. There, there's some great um, events going on. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of people in town for it as well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the event. It should be... It should be a great opportunity, I suppose, to showcase uh, what Claire has got, you know, and Avine um, and myself will be talking about our books and uh, I suppose what influenced us and as writers, I suppose, growing up ourselves and, you know, we're, I suppose mine in particular is writing about the Loophead Peninsula specifically, Alan, so I'm looking forward to sharing that with the audience, I suppose, and answering any questions people have on it. Um, yeah, it's been a great success. Uh, you were very good to uh, give me some uh, publicity when we launched it last August, but it's been a, a roaring success. I'm amazed that the support it has gathered locally and nationally and internationally. You know, um, I, I was invited to speak on uh, you know RT's Arena uh, kind of premier arts program about it. Uh, Sean Rocks loved it, was so. Like he just escaped out of the pen of uh, West Clare and Clare itself and uh, got legs, Alan. Yeah, I'm delighted for it, you know. Well, we're equally delighted to hear it's gone so well for you. And it must be yeah. particularly pleasing because, you know, you are you're a kill key man through and through. And The Last of yeah. the Light is very much, a, you know, it's memories, short stories and images from yeah. the Loophead Peninsula. It's, very per- it's all very personal to you and to see it yeah. resonate with others who... Maybe they've never even been to the Loop exactly. Peninsula. Must be pleasing. Uh, yeah, exactly, Alan. And and I do believe I'm a strong believer in the, the more local and the more personal a thing is, the more universal its appeal is. I've just found that myself. Uh, I suppose over the years I'd found myself reading Norwegian novels <laughs> or based in a particular uh, part of Holland, and they've really resonated with me. And it's funny how something very particular to a specific area. Uh, and if you're honest about it and you're truthful in, in what you're writing, it resonates uh, universally with people, I found. So I was hoping that the, my book, uh, you know, The Last of the Light, would have a similar effect. And um, I wrote it with that, tried to write it with that same level of, I suppose, uh, in personal um, and particular. So it is very particular to the Loophead Peninsula. And even though it contains, we'll say, five short stories, which range from London to St. Petersburg to Moscow, um, they, they all roads in each of the stories and the pieces lead back to this small Loophead Peninsula, whether it's the language of the people or the imagery or their memories or their 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 heart wounds, you know, lead them back to this little nose of land, a finger of land, as I call it, salt-bitten finger sticking out into the Atlantic, you know. 
uh, bathed in the wonderful light that we are here, the Atlantic light and the estuary light. And, uh, the book contains imagery as well, which kind of evoke and, and work with the stories. They kind of, they were put in there, I would say, to uh, kind of ac- accompany the pieces, almost like music, you know, visually in that sense. When you joined us at the time of the the publication of the book, you know, you spoke very well about it and how the uh, much of the collection was written through in the wake of you know the you know the loss of your your brother Emma's brother, to suicide yeah, in twenty twelve. That's right. So yeah, um, when I started writing the book originally, um, my brother was alive. My my great larger than life brother Hopper Ryan, I'd be a famous uh, character in West Clare uh, in the Lupez, a fisherman. Um, who absolutely loved the area and kind of really enriched my knowledge of the area and my love of it. I, I was um, I was abroad, I suppose, for a number of years, and every time I came home, he'd bring me to a new place or show me a new fishing spot or really kind of deepen my love of the area and my knowledge of the area. So as I, I began writing as he was alive, but he struggled with bipolar disorder um, for quite a number of years, and... Um, as I say, I was writing it at the time and he was struggling with that and lost that fight in, in 2012 as a great loss to us all and all his friends, his so many friends as well as his, our big family, you know. Um, so a huge loss to us and a huge hole uh, in, a, in not just his own family and children, but in the community as well. So as as I was writing it, it became a kind of a processing of, of my own grief and loss. And as I say, I call it the last of the lights. I'm also, in a way, gathering up the last of his lights because each place that I write about resonates so much with his warmth and his personality and will be so closely associated with um, his love of the area. I mean, he, he was so uh, entwined. His whole identity was entwined with this uh, peninsula. Uh, as is mine, I call it my my document of identity, in a way as well. You know, it it, it works on so many levels. The, the book contains so many strands. You know, uh, but yeah, Hopper, a commemoration of him and a celebration of him, very much so as well. It would have been ten, his ten year anniversary on all. You know, when I launched it last year, it would have been his ten year anniversary. So it was great uh, to to have it launched on that occasion. Uh, and um, I'm delighted, really. It's 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 uh, it's it's in his honour. Uh, you know, dedicated to him. So, yeah, I'm not sure if I would have ever been finished otherwise. You know. Well, you thankfully finished it, and uh, you are going to be uh, reading from it at the event, uh, which is going to be taking place on Saturday at yeah. Ennis Courthouse, where you'll be uh, there with uh, uh, Avian Garrahi. That's from 2pm. I'm sure there'll be a good turnout for it. Yeah. Um, you're kind enough to read us an extract from the bookmark, which we're very much I looking forward to. I will indeed, Al. Thanks for the opportunity. So this one, we'll say the book also contains a strand of uh, an immigrant returning, I suppose. It is me. (laughs) The narrator, we'll say, returns to West Clare, and uh, this opens the book, really. Um, So it's called In Midair. Uh, I think people may recognise it as uh, the Pollocos or Dogana Reef in Kilkee. But uh, the piece is called Midair, and uh, without, without going into it any further, I'd say it'll explain itself. So... In midair, 5.30 a.m., dead quiet, summer morning, not another soul about. Standing on a reef of dark sandstone that juts into the Atlantic, three deep pools in it, 
a man is going for a swim. Listening closely, he hears the rock seeding, tiny barnacles grazing, filtering, shifting. To the north of the reef, across the narrow entrance to the bay, the headland is half shrouded in haze. Gannets pass. One drops and plunges into the sea. It's going to be a hot day. The man has driven four hours of the night to get here. Before that, he tossed and turned in a reclining seat on the night ferry. Right now, he believes he's been travelling towards here his whole life. A heron is standing sentry at the edge of the second pool. She hasn't seen the man and panics when he passes behind her, rising up croaking like a witch, working the slow gain of her big wings, the badly folded neck and legs. The third pool is so beautifully still that it gives the man an ache. He strips down, stands looking at it for a long time. He closes his eyes. The retina still holds an afterburn of fluorescent lighting. Stressed people in suits, tense, pale faces. He can hear and smell angry city traffic, see the black motes of tire rubber on a window ledge. He opens his eyes again, feels grey, exhausted. He steps towards the edge. The pool is crystal clear, a borrowed pocket of Atlantic. In here, he will immerse everything. The low morning sun, rising now behind the distant houses, casts long shadows across the strand as in a dream, and for a moment he's not sure if this is real. He grips his toes on the sharp barnacles at the edge of the pool, leans forward, arms above his head. He's in mid-air. That's it, Alan. That's a lovely piece, Mark. And thank you so much for uh, doing that for us. Uh, that book, uh, an excerpt, extract from The Last of the Light, uh, which I would urge you to check out. And you can head along to Ennis Courthouse from 2pm on Saturday uh, to hear more from that. And Mark will be there appearing alongside Avian Gary. Mark, Irene, best of luck with Saturday's event. I'm sure it's going to be a good much. turnout and interaction. Thanks for joining us on the programme Thanks again. Thanks very much, Alan. Take care. Bye-bye. That's uh, Mark Irene there.